0: Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Chris Murphy. Uh, I am one of the founders of LSATdemon.com. Chris teaches for us and manages teachers for us at LSATdemon.com. Chris, why don't you read this email here from a very stressed student?
1: Yes, so it says subject, all caps. Please, 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 comma, help, help, help. (laughs) With four exclamation points. Let's see if we can. Hi, demon. I want to start by saying how much I say love the Demon platform and podcast. Thank you so much. Okay, so a little background. I wrote the LSAT last January and just sort of hoped for the best, very minimal study. I'd taken a diagnostic for which my score was 141, and on the official test, I got a 151. Not good, I know. Unhappy
0: emoji. That's around average, by the way. I mean, you know, the average LSAT is, is something in the low 150s, so it's not like that's embarrassingly low. Uh 141 diagnostic is not bad at all. I would expect that if you did the right kind of prep, you should end up in the 160s or maybe even the 170s. That 151, I just don't think it's gonna hurt you. You've still got four more chances at it.
1: Yeah. So as it now we've been studying or seriously studying for this test for about a month now. The highest score I've gotten is a 154, but I can't get above this. Sometimes it even dips below this. I am stuck. I study and I study, but my scores seem to just stay in the range of 14 to 18 in LR, 16 to 18 in LG, and 12 in RC. Now to my point, when should I be seeing progress? I'm drilling and doing timed sections, but I can't help but wonder, should I be seeing progress already? Am I doing something wrong? I guess the broader question that I'm putting forth here is, when can students of the LSAT expect to start to see progress that is actually reflected in their scores? Side note, I plan to take the November LSAT and my goal is to get at least to 160. Is this even doable? Thank you for any insight you may be able to provide. A very stressed student.
0: Huh. November is a long time from now. I I don't think you should have a specific plan, though, of when you're going to take the test. I think that you should just be doing practice tests, taking them seriously and expecting to see that over time, with some ups and downs, right? There should be downs. It's not like um a very stressed student here seems surprised that they sometimes score lower than the highest they've ever gotten, which is 154. But you're always going to have a range. You're going to have a bell curve, a range of scores. And um you've got to accept that there is going to be that variance. Variance is good because most schools only care about your highest loss your highest LSAT. So you would actually rather have variance than not have variance, even though variance causes you to put some bad numbers on your practice test record. It also causes you to put some good numbers like if you you can get unlucky, but you can also get lucky. And so that's why variance is your friend. When should I be seeing progress? I And I think what you mean is in your, in your 120 to 180 LSAT scores, but the thing you're not thinking about is the progress on individual questions, individual games. I mean, how does it feel right now when you're answering questions? Like, do you sometimes crush logic games? You're getting 16 to 18 in the games. So you're not yet perfect. Uh, We think you can get to perfect. We think students should get to perfect if they prep properly. We think that you should eventually get to perfect on games. So do you sometimes do a game perfectly in six or seven minutes because you should be. And if you're not, then maybe there's something that you're doing wrong in your process, but it's like students love to send in questions. They love to talk about the real big picture. You know, when am I going to see this in my scores? Well, I don't know, because there is so much variance, but what we should be seeing is daily incremental progress. Games that you crushed, logical reasoning questions that where you predicted the answer, reading comprehension passages where you really felt good about it and got all the questions right. We also don't see here how many questions you're attempting. Most students make a real big mistake by doing far too many questions. If you're only getting 14 to 18 correct in LR, you should probably only be doing no more than 18 questions per section. I mean, you should be you you should and so if what you're doing right now is you're you're doing all 25 questions but you're only getting 14 to 18, then I know what your problem is. Your problem is you're skimming the surface, you're not going deep enough on the questions. You're not letting those questions unlock themselves for you. You're not they're not revealing themselves to you because you're not really doing them. You're not getting in there deep enough. You're just kind of half-assing it and picking an answer and moving on. That's what most students do by default. And that's, it actually prevents them from making improvements. And you, sounds like you've been spinning your wheels for a while. So maybe you're doing too many questions, same on games. You know, if you're doing all of the questions, but you're only getting 16 to 18 points, then you're just not really solving those games. You're, you're kind of guessing on too many questions, 12 on reading comp, but you're doing all four passages. You know, if that's the case, then you clearly need to slow down and only do three passages, maybe even only two passages. Right now, you're only getting two passages worth of points. So you probably should only be doing two passages. You you can get more than two passages worth of points if you only do two passages, by the way, right? Because you do two passages perfectly. You randomly guess on all the rest of the questions. You get some of those right. So you only attempted 12 questions, but you got 14 or 15 points. That's totally possible. And what you're doing is probably the opposite of that. You're probably doing 18 questions or 25 questions and only getting 12 points. Well, it it means that you're basically half guessing on most of your questions. Go ahead, Chris.
1: When I work with students in tutoring or in class, I often see students that have this hyperfixation on results like this. And I a lot of times call that kind of the slot machine mentality, where I'm not really changing much what I'm doing. I'm just taking another pull at it and hoping the yep. number it spits out feels like a jackpot. And I think what I try to help those students do is reframe the journey, the learning, the taking the section is the destination. That's where we're trying to go. And so that means that if there are times when I'm getting questions right or wrong, that's a curious exercise. I'm not just hyper fixating on the results, seeing if that's a result that makes me happy. If not, I'm not hopping into another one. The point of this process is the growth you get from the act of doing these questions, of doing these sections. And so an analogy I often use with them is if I decided one day I'm gonna run the next marathon that I can find on my calendar, then every time I went out to do a workout, I tried to run 26.2 miles. I would never, ever, ever make progress in the way I needed. Because my goal would be that destination of running that 26.2. There are times when I've got to build up to it. I've got to focus on the way I run, the length of the workout. Sometimes I should go longer, sometimes shorter. These questions are the same. So knowing that you missed these questions, sure. What I want you to think about is what in your process is leading you to get 12 on RC? Do you remember feeling rushed through the passage? Do you remember feeling stuck on word choices? Do you remember thinking about the previous passage when you're in the next one? Cause those are the activities we can change and changing those activities leads to a different result at the end.
0: Yeah. I, I have a feeling that this student is probably wasting time in their review because they're, they're trying to get to that. Like, okay, did I hit the jackpot? You know, they're probably doing too many full tests. They're probably not reviewing their mistakes properly. Um, One thing that students should be reminded of is that for every question you miss, there probably was another one that you kind of got lucky on, right? So hypothetically, let's say that uh, a very stressed student is doing, let's say they're doing three passages on reading comp, but they're only getting 12 points, okay? If you're doing three passages on reading comp, but you're only getting 12 points, it means that you're missing six or seven or eight questions of the ones you're attempting. And that also means that there's probably six or seven or eight of the questions that you're getting right, where it's like, well, you didn't really solve it. You narrowed it down to a 50 50 and you got, you got it right, but you didn't really get it. You didn't really unlock it. And so I just want a very stressed student to be more discreet in their analysis of their performance. So I don't really care about your 120 to 180. And I don't even really care about your, how many points you're getting in each section. What I care about is the ones you've you're missing. You spent time on it, but you didn't get paid for that question. The way that you're going to really see progress is by unlocking those questions in your review where you can understand exactly why the right answer is right. You can understand why those wrong answers are wrong. You feel that click. We talk about going for clicks in the demon. You should be getting clicks in your review where you're looking for that aha moment where you go, oh shit. Okay. I see. That right answer now is perfectly clear to me. I never would pick that wrong answer again. That's definitely wrong. I fully understand why that's wrong. I understand why the right answer is right. I get it. That's the type of moment that then leads to more of those unlocked questions and confident answers going forward. But you know, your analysis of how many points you got per section or your analysis of how many on the 120 to 180 LSAT scale you got? It's not really learning. It's not, it's not actually focused on the material at hand. Is it possible to get to, you know, you're at 154 now? Is it possible to get to a 160 by November? Hell yeah. I mean, in fact, that's just like easily possible. But you've got to start doing something different in your prep. I appreciate that you love the demon. I appreciate that you love our podcast, but I think you're not really doing what we're asking you to do because you're just like cranking on that slot machine lever, hoping that different numbers come out instead of really doing the work um, in review.
1: Yeah. And anonymous uh, growth comes when we review in two stages, you know, the first part knowing where right, right answers are right. Wrong answers are wrong. You'll get that from our text explanations, video explanations, our ask button at LSAT-Diamond, where you can ask questions anytime. But the other critical part of your review that I often see students leave out is, what was I doing that led me to that misunderstanding? What words was I hyperfixating on? What thoughts did I have? Was I rushing? Because those are the behaviors we want to change. We're never going to see that identical question again. So figuring out whether it's right or wrong, helpful, instructive but I've got to prepare myself for the next question. When I still might be doing those bad habits, I might still be rushing. I might still be stressed. And so I want to be able to recognize those feelings and change those in my study.
0: Yeah, you can't get a 160 on the next question. You can get one point on the next question and you just have to ruthlessly get that one point. You got to ignore the clock. You've got to ignore the November test timeline. You've got to ignore the 120 to 180 scale. You've got to you got to get in there and just get one question right. That's progress. I don't care how many questions you attempt. I, like I I prefer that you only get questions right. So I would want you to slow down and just get them right. And if that means that you there's a whole bunch of questions at the end of the section that you're not answering, well, that's actually good at your current level. You shouldn't be coming anywhere close to finishing these sections. You should be going slowly and carefully, just looking for that moment of, okay, I get this one. The answer is definitely C. It can't be any of these other answers. I feel confident here. Boom, C, next one. And you just, you're not at the same time thinking, oh, I need to get a 160 in November. You know, (laughs) you don't need to get a 160 in November. It's not November, it's July. And you need to be, doing the, that one question and just unlocking it. That's the, that's the mindset that you need to have is that you're only ever doing one question at a time. I think that's where the, the progress is actually going to happen. I want to make a shout out again for uh, our ask button and for our written explanations, our video explanations, you're already a demon user. You should be hammering those resources. So, on a question that you missed, you didn't have to miss it. There's reasons why the right answer is right. There's reasons why the wrong answers are wrong. There's reasons why you might have even been able to predict that answer if you would have been doing it correctly. So, read the written explanations, watch our videos, ask questions in class if you're a live subscriber. And always, if you're not 100% satisfied, use our ask button. We've got a whole team of tutors who are there to respond within 24 hours. But that's where the learning is really going to come from is just like, Hey, this question, I missed it. I read the written explanation. I still don't understand it. Can I ask this clarifying question? By asking that clarifying question, you're going to understand that question. And then you're also going to understand 15 other questions that are, they're different, but they're also the same, that, you know, the correct answer is going to, or the wrong answer is the difference is going to be trading on something there that like, there's just some conceptual thing that you're not really understanding. So you got to keep asking that question. Uh, so less, how do I get to 160 <laughs> more? How do I understand this one question? Thank you. Very stressed student. Uh, if you are very stressed, you can email daily at lsatdemon.com and tell us why.